All right, this is our on-demand service for Palm Sunday that you want to thank God you tuned in for because there's going to be all kinds of things in here that are going to help you in your life. This is a phenomenal message that I believe sets the stage for the last days. We live in a time when we see what happened to Christ, you know, and we talk about this, this Passion Week of how he laid on his life for us and sacrificed, but he talked about this. He talked about what would happen in the end. So some of you right now are in the middle of a season. I don't know what season you're in, but this message will help you. Whenever you uh, find yourself cornered and you can't overcome a threat, this is a message to link and send a friend and say, hey, you need to hear this one. This is a good one. So enjoy the word. And I want to tell you, you're going to learn how to overcome threatening seasons. Enjoy the message. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. Uh, Today is Palm Sunday, and I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been misunderstood? Have you ever had anybody that just misinterpreted what you were trying to say? In in the book of Luke, we're going to look at, and then we're going to jump to another text in a moment, that talks about how you you can be misunderstood. And the message you're trying to communicate, I know wives go through this, kids go through this, people go through this all the time. But Christ was one of the most misunderstood people. And in his day, he was misunderstood by the religious leaders, he was misunderstood. And the week of passion that is pictured in our lives when we talk about Easter week, it is a a week of misunderstandings where people misrepresented him, but he knew they would. He talked about it, he prophesied about it, he told his disciples, he said, listen, the day will come when people will misinterpret what I say. They'll represent me in ways that I never want to be represented. And then he says, they're also going to ignore the signs of the times. They're going to be so focused on me in a negative way that they're going to miss the bigger message. So let me take you to the book of Luke, if I can, for a minute. Let me show you something. And all of you that have been misunderstood, you should be blessed by this. Uh, Because ultimately, we're going to talk about something that I call not a threat, just a blessing you can't see. That's what I'm calling this. Not a threat, just a blessing you can't see. Christ was a blessing. Christ was someone who came to help everybody. And there's nothing like being misunderstood and being misinterpreted when you're coming, you're coming to be a blessing. And then you're totally missed. So look with me first at Luke chapter 21, verse 8. And he said, Take heed that you do not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he. And the time has drawn near, therefore do not go after them. But when you hear of the wars, listen to this now, and commotions, do not be, affir- be terrified threatened for these things must come to pass first but the end will not come immediately look at verse 10 then he said to them nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom verse 11 and there will be a great earthquake and in various places and famines and here's a word now pestilences that's diseases and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven verse 12 but before all these things they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, verse 16, and you will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives, friends, and they will put some of you to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. Now, look at this now, verse 13. But it will not turn out for you as an occasion, uh, I'm sorry, but it will rather turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore, settle in your, in your hearts not to, watch this now, meditate beforehand what you will answer. Don't try to think in front of this, verse 15, for I will give you a mouth, I will give you a mouth and wisdom which, will, which all your adversaries will not be able to con- contradict or resist. 
Verse 18, last verse, but not a hair of your head shall be lost. By your patience, you possess your souls. Now, let me tell you, that is just hair-raising. Because here Christ talks about he's going to be misunderstood. You're going to have wars. You're going to have threats, national disasters, personal persecutions. You're going to have all this. But in the end, it's going to be a testimony. In the end, now I want to say this. Now, some of you say, well, Pastor, there's a contradiction there because he said, first of all, he's going to protect me. But then he said, you know, not a hair of my head is going to be touched. Well, there, there, is, there are people, and in, 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 this is probably better illustrated in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, where he gives us in chapter 11 of Hebrews, you can read it on your own, he gives us a list of people who were delivered from this and delivered from that. And then he says, but others were persecuted. Some of us are on the persecution side. Some of us are on the no challenge side. We don't have those, that level. I've never had to uh, stand in front of a firing squad for Jesus. I, I'm on the other side of that. I've never uh, been arrested for Jesus, uh, not yet. I've, I, so there, there are those of us who've never had certain experiences, but that's not the testimony around the world. There are good Christians that have been on the other side of that. So you have to have what I call Hebrew boy faith, right? You believe that it, when you go into the fiery furnace that he can deliver you, but it's not the will of God to deliver everybody. Some of us have to go all the way and pay the ultimate price. And in the Passion Week, we see that. And the Passion Week, we see Christ saying to us, listen, there are going to be challenges coming your way too, but watch me handle mine. And watch how he marches through it. Now, what's really important here is if you look with me, and I'm going to switch gears a little bit to John chapter 11, and I normally don't read a whole lot of verses to you, but I want you to hang with me for a little bit, and I want to show you in John chapter 11 where we're going to camp for the rest of the day. There is a, there is a, a, a profound um, message that he's going to communicate. And he's already talked about um, something that I thought was profound in chapter Luke 21, verse 11 where he said there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. This is Christ saying it's going to be a challenge, and people are listening to him. And they're listening to this guy, and they're going, well, you know, he's talking about all this stuff that's going to happen, and he's talking about last days and, and the famines and pestilences. And so the leaders of the day started paying close attention to him. And so when you come to Passion Week, it's all coming to a head. And what's happened is they misinterpret what's happening. They are threatened, and they view Christ as a threat, not a blessing. They're going to misinterpret everything he said, all the things he said about the last days, all the things he said about pestilences, everything he said. All of that is going to be misinterpreted. So go to John chapter 11 verse 45, and listen to this dialogue. And it's amazing. Watch this. Many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed him. This is John chapter 11, verse 45, now verse 46. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things Jesus did. Then the chief priest and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, what shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation. Verse 49. Now, one of them, named Caiaphas, being a high priest this year, said to them, You know nothing at all. Fifty, he says, Nor do you understand or consider that it is expedient for as, as, as that one man, 
I can read on a good day. Let's start again. Nor do you consider that it's expedient for us that one man should die for the people and not that the whole nation should perish. Verse 51. Now this he did not say on his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. Jesus would die for the nation. And watch this now. And not for the nation only, but also that he would gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Then they, from, watch this now, then they, then from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. Therefore, Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim, and there remained with the disciples. Last verse, verse 55, and the Passover of the Jews was near. Thank you for your patience and let me read that to you. This is a, an amazing season, a season where Christ has laid out a passionate commitment to touch the world, to bring the kingdom of God to the world. This is a guy who's done it all right, but he's being misunderstood. Can you relate to that? Can you relate to a, 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 an amazing season when you feel like you've loved, you've given, you've prayed, you've done it all, but now... You're facing threats that you can't imagine. Your husband's going to leave you because of what? You can't even imagine why. Your children, you can't imagine why you're, where, why you're where you are. Why is Jesus right now in this week of passion? Why is he, uh, a few days before well, we're going to celebrate Easter next week, why is he in this week about to head to the cross on Friday night? Why is that going to happen? What is it that caused all this? It's called misunderstanding. And what's amazing is what feeds it. There's an amazing thing that's happening. Well, they investigated Christ, and after looking at all that he did and all that he said, they feared him. What did they fear? Well, they say it. What I like about them, at least they're honest, they feared that their power was going to be taken from them. They were threatened because they felt that their position was more important than what he was saying or doing. Healing the sick wasn't important. Raising the dead wasn't important. Doing the miracles wasn't important, but it's all about us. Very meistic, they used to call it. Meistic. It's all about me. And then they do something that's really quite interesting. And it's religious people are the only ones who do this really well. They spiritualize it. This guy named Caiaphas comes up with this prophetic thing to justify their behavior. And what's really amazing is it's a prophecy, but he doesn't really understand how much of a prophecy it is. Jesus really did come to save the world. He was one man that's going to give his life for the nation. But, but in their heart, there was something totally different. They, they were going to save the nation by killing it in their mind. This was a way to somehow stump out competition. Spiritualized, people spiritualize stuff like this, often justify being unkind. I've seen this with religious people. They go to church, they pray, they read the Bible, but they're mean, and they're vindictive. Now, so that, I want you to understand the danger of that blend. So you've got Jesus, he's in the world to do a good thing for the world, but now they want to kill him, and they spiritualized it. Oh, that's the devil. Oh, that ain't God. Oh, you know, and they, they, we come up with terms and, and statements and attitudes that justify being unkind. And so this is a, an amazing example of religious extremism. You know, I worry sometimes when I see what we become. I worry when I, I look at the way we have... I say this with love, and I don't, I, don't, I don't know where you're going to fall with this. We've taken politics in some ways. 
and we've spiritualized some of our attitudes politically. And I'm not picking sides. I'm just making a point. You've got to be careful that you don't on the left or the right or in any way over-spiritualize your positions. This is, these are, this is a group of guys whose goal is to kill Jesus, and they feel they have spiritual justification for it. You know, God's in this. You know, you start, you just put a little prophecy in it, call a few verses, and say, hey, it's God. Have you ever just had anybody ask you, how do you, how, you, how you know you're not wrong? I mean, how do you know? How do you know that maybe some of this is just uh, bias against, I don't know, women, white people, black people, Asian people? I don't know who you're against. But if you're not careful, your biases will be merged to justify your attitude. And so you end up, if you're not careful, misunderstanding the entire moment, misunderstanding what everybody's trying to say. And I don't, I don't need to give a list of all the things that I think we do, the ways we do this, but I, I think it's important for you to at least pause and say, am I using my, my, my position as a pastor, my position as a leader to somehow be biased? In this first Palm Sunday we're home ever in our lives, I've been a pastor for 39 years. I've never been home on Palm Sunday, ever, ever, never. So in this, in this moment, you know, it, it's, it, to me, it's a reflective moment. You can over-spiritualize this experience. Oh, it's okay, it's just the devil. or it's gonna, No, no, there's a moment here. I, I believe, here's what I believe happened. I believe that God clapped his hand and said, go home, all of you. Everybody to their room, everybody. Everybody needs to pause for a second. These leaders could not be reached with traumatic, Jesus worked miracles, healed the sick, raised the dead. Nothing reached them. When you get people who over-spiritualize things, you can't get through. And he couldn't get through. So here's what happens. They started to plot against him. <laughs> Verse 53. Oh, boy. From that day, they, they, they plotted. They sat down and had strategic meetings. How are we going to kill him? Did anybody ever think about that? We got a bunch of preachers together planning on killing somebody. Wow. They're, they're, these are the, the, let's call our meeting to order. We're here to discuss killing Jesus. That's what we're going to do today. Let's have a word of prayer. God, we thank you for your guidance. Guide us through this, this, this killing plot and ser- uh, session here. Uh, we're going to kill him. Uh, uh, anybody got any, amen, anybody got any suggestions how we can kill him? Well, we can sneak up on him. You know, he always goes and, and uh, you know, I know where his mama live at. Yeah, I know, his, I know his brothers too, you know what I'm saying? He gets, sometimes he go to the farm and, you know, you can, these guys are planning. This is the plotting session. Does anybody want to say, well, maybe, maybe we preachers shouldn't be planning to kill somebody? No, no, they, come up, they cover it up with some prayer and some prophecy. A lot of times we sprinkle a little bit of prophecy, a little bit of prayer, a little bit of Jesus, a couple of gospel songs, then and it's okay. We can hate anybody. You know, you can, you can justify, you can, we can hate gay people, we can hate straight people, we can hate, we, can hate, we can hate everybody, black people, white people, everybody. I'm not justifying anything. Don't read anything to what I just said. I'm just simply saying it's amazing that in the middle of a spiritual meeting, these guys have spiritualized their hatred for Jesus and they're plotting to kill him. And in the week of passion, they succeed. The plot finally comes together. The meeting has worked. Have you over-spiritualized something? You just hate somebody? Praise God. You can't stand them. Thank you, Jesus. They just say, you're not talking to them anymore. Praise God. Hallelujah. You got your little spiritual answers. 
and you don't see what you you don't see where you are. This is astonishing. This is an amazing moment, and it's all all about a a blessing that they couldn't see. They they could not see. Jesus was not a threat, just a blessing they couldn't see. You know, sometimes you can't see things. I know people. I know people they had a good husband, had a good wife, they had a good job. And they were going on that job, and, and, they, and, and they were making good money. And all of a sudden, <laughs> uh, they just uh, became hostile, spiritualized, lost their job, and they had a blessing that was not a threat, but they just couldn't see it until they were fired, until they didn't have a job anymore. You know what's amazing? All of us preachers are home now, Right? All of us right now, church is closed. Now you see your church differently, don't you? Some of you, some of you see now things you couldn't see. Sometimes something's a blessing. This right now, this, this, this season of streaming, it may seem like it's not a blessing, but this is a blessing because you're going to reach people you couldn't reach. You're going to touch people that you couldn't touch. And you're going to have time to pray. You can slow down a little bit now and pray and talk to God. That's what I've been doing. I have a whole new vision for our church, new plan, new launching strategy. Oh, I'm telling you right now. I'll tell you down the road, boy, I got a plan. And here's part of what's happening in my heart. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, God, I don't want to view this as a threat. I want to see the blessing in this moment. What is the blessing? What is the plan? What is God saying to us? What is it? What is it? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let me close this out and say this. You know, What's amazing is when they did all this, they did it during Passover, verse 55. Of, uh, it says that uh, the Passover of the Jews was near. They, all this was happening during the, the season that celebrated the offering of the lamb. If you don't know what Passover was, was when Israel was going through Egypt and they were in, it was the last plague. The death angel came in Egypt and he said, if you put the blood on the doorposts, and uh, he said, the death angel will pass over and you won't lose, any, you won't lose your firstborn. And so they, they learned to celebrate the Passover as a remember of that time when death passed over them. And I, I think there's something about Jesus being killed as they celebrated the Passover. The, the season that eventually prophesied his coming and sacrifice is something now that is overlooked. All because they couldn't see the blessing. They, they couldn't see God's hand. This is the season that represented him. And so now, my friend, the question for you is this. What have you misunderstood? God's put something in your life right now, and you have misunderstood it. I am, I am excited about what I'm going to share with you next week. Because next week, I'm going to share some things that will help put this season we've been in in perspective. There are some things that I think that can happen in your life that you can't see. Now, the sermon I'm going to share is a bit of a surprise because I'm going to change our series around a little bit. And I want to talk a little bit about what I believe is, is, is an important principle. Sometimes you're dreaming, but God has another dream, ready or not. Something comes into your life that you never planned. For me, having Easter on a digital format is something I never planned. But the sermon next week is called this. It's called Ready or Not, Here It Comes. Ready or Not, Here It Comes. 
There are things that come in your life. Jesus was at Passion Week. They're going to kill him on Friday. He's going to rise in three days. Sunday morning on the third day, he's going to rise. So he's in the great Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. On the third day, he rises. And the world is going to get something it never expected. A resurrected Savior. The world's going to change. What I want to say to you is this. In this season, when we are going through an unexpected challenge, I believe with all my heart that God has something for us on the other side of this. And it's going to be brand new. Something totally different. Something that will be revolutionary and amazing. But you can't be afraid of it. Ready or not, here it comes. Next week, you join me. And I want to show you over the next several weeks three things that I believe that God wants us to grab a hold to. Three simple principles that will help us understand how to prepare, how to be ready, what we can do that will change our lives forever. When Jesus died on the cross on on Friday night, the week of passion, something happens. A new door is open. Our lives are changed. It all started with the misunderstanding. A gift they could not recognize. A blessing they couldn't see. In the middle of this moment, you're going through something. You can't see it. You can't understand it. And that's okay. But God knows and God cares. So let me pray for you. Father, I pray for those today who would say, I am in a season of confusion. I can't figure this out. It doesn't seem like a blessing, but there's got to be a blessing in here somewhere. I can't quite figure it all out, but I trust you. And so, Lord, today, give peace to every heart, peace to this nation, peace to every every single challenge we face. You said there'd be pestilence. You said there'd be earthquakes. You said all this would happen. And so I declare in Jesus' name that your hand of grace and power would rest upon us as a nation. I rebuke fear and unbelief. I rebuke confusion. I rebuke division. I pray families would band together. I speak, O God, and declare that we would rise up as a people and trust you. Christ suffered on this week. And so some of us are going through hardships on this week, but none of us are paying the price he paid. None of us are going through what he went through. But he went through it for us. And so now some of us are going through a moment. But in this moment, we come believing for financial provision. In this moment, we come trusting you for jobs, trusting you the doors will be open, trusting you this will all cease, trusting you that you will give us a handle on this virus. We declare in Jesus' name that your hand will speak and guide and you'll give the scientists wisdom and they'll find, a, they'll find Lord God, a vaccine. They, they'll, they'll find a way. I believe by faith that you'll bring peace to our politics and peace to our people and peace to families. I declare, Lord God, you give food to the hungry. You're going to help us have money and resources as a church to give food to the hungry. And out of our need, we're going to bless others. And so, God, I declare by faith that we're not going to let this moment be misunderstood. We're going to trust you. We're going to love you. And we're going to embrace what's coming. Ready or not, Lord, we're dreaming. We believe it's coming. We don't know what the it is. There's some challenges. But at the end, you said we're going to have a testimony. And so I, I thank you. And I praise you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, listen, thank you for being with us today, streaming live right here on our digital format. We're honored to be here today. This is church. You get credit for church today. God honors you. Church is not just in a building. Church is wherever you are. You build an altar right there. I said the other day that my professor told me when I was in college, the students, he said when Abraham went down uh, to the, the, the promised land, 
he built an altar. And he said, wherever you are, that's your altar. For some of you, it's right now in front of that computer, in front of that television set. For some of you, it's right here on demand. I don't know where you're watching this. It's in your office. It's in your car. I don't know where you are. But God, that God has ordained that place to be your altar. And so I speak blessing to that place, and I declare confidence in your life. I want you to go in faith, and I want you to trust your God. And let me say this to those of you that have heard this message and said, you know, Pastor, my life needs a, needs a change. I need to give Christ my life. I need to start over again. This is a moment for you. Let me pray a special prayer for you. Father, I lift up everyone who said my walk with God is not where it needs to be in this season, I realize. And so, God, I ask you to come into my life and let this be a new beginning for me. I declare that, and I speak it in Jesus' name over your life. Amen. Thank you for being with us again. Don't miss next week as we start this brand new series on Easter Sunday. It's going to be amazing. I want to show you something that I believe will help you do better and help you see God's best in your life. It's going to be amazing. So you be blessed. I'll see you next time. And thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you that have been with us. And all of you, there's so many of you that have been with us for so long. God bless you. God prosper your life. I'll see you next time right here at Overcoming by Faith. You be blessed and have a great day. See you next week. Easter right here, 9 and 11 o'clock. That's right, live streaming Easter Sunday. First time in history, first time for me in 39 years. We're going to be here live, and it's going to be off the charts. Worship, praise, some really great things you don't want to miss. So I'll see you next week. God bless you. You have a great day. Well, you heard a lot today. You heard a sermon that talked about how the last days were prophesied. Jesus said there'd be pestilence, earthquakes, all kinds of things would happen. And he showed us how to think and how to respond to it. Listen, there will be a testimony at the end of all of this. And there will be a challenge for you to not allow this moment to define your faith, but believe God. So let me pray for you, shall we? Father, we thank you for what we've heard today. We believe that threats are a part of our life. We believe that we live in the last days. The Bible said that. We talk about it all the time, but it's hard sometimes to embrace it. So we embrace it today, believing that just like on Palm Sunday, Lord God, when you were laying the foundation for our future, you're laying the foundation for our future through this season that we're going through. And we trust you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you've heard a message now that helps you understand that God told us that in the last days there'd be pestilence, challenges, problems, earthquakes. We live in a time where if we're not careful as Christians, we think our lives are supposed to be easy and simple, but it's not always easy and simple. Sometimes it's challenging. So let me pray for you, and maybe, hopefully, this message has helped you in some way in your life. Father, I thank you for those who've listened. I pray the message has lifted them to a new place of faith and confidence. I pray they would trust you through their challenges, believing that you said in the last days it wouldn't be easy, but you're going to give us victory. In the end, we're going to have a testimony. And so we give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And listen, it's always a joy to have you on demand. Make sure you link and send this to a friend. If it helped you, it can help somebody else. Share the word. This is a great way to evangelize or just be nice to people. Say, you know, I heard something the other day and it really kind of picked me up a little bit. Send it to a friend and let them be blessed. Check us out on all of our social media outlets that we have. We have everyone you can name. Go on there, like us, tweet us, uh, subscribe. Whatever needs to happen on that social media platform, join in with our family. We'd love to hear from you. And I always say, if you got a question or a thought or something you want to ask me, feel free. I can get it out on a good day. Feel free to email me at pastor at overcomingbyfaith.org. That's pastor at overcomingbyfaith.org. I do answer. Some of them I scare you, but I do answer. You be blessed. I'll see you next time. You have a great day and walk in victory and believe God's with you in tough times. And have a great day.